Welcome to the Techmo Podcast, where we talk all things tech and startup in the Denton community. My name is Kyle Taylor. And I'm David Bruno. Let's get started. To the Techmo Podcast, we're sitting here with Heather Steele of Blue Steel Solutions, uh, also our neighbor here inside of Stoke. Uh, so thanks for being here tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, and also being a really great um, stand-in because we're bad at scheduling podcasts. Oh, so I was the second, third, fourth choice. But you were the first choice of the second choice. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, David, yeah. take it away. Okay, so what brought you to Denton? Oh, um, so I moved to Denton in 2002 for school. Uh, went to University of North Texas, so moved up here. Actually started out as a pre-vet major, which... Like veterinarian Veterinarian, major? yes. Um, turns out I'm not very good at organic chemistry, and student loans really suck, and I didn't want to have to go there and <laughs> become swamped in debt before I got out of school. So I changed my major to technical writing, which is kind of a complete 180, um, and met my husband here. And so we had a brief moment that we left it and came right back. So you've been here for how long would you say overall? Um, oh my gosh, 16 years. Nice. Wow. (laughs) That we just make you pull that number out and it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little longer than I had realized. I always think eight because my daughter's eight and I just feel like, oh, you know, we've been here for eight years because that's when we bought our house. But yeah, more like 16. That's awesome. So, so you went to school for, did you go to school at UNT or for technical UNT. And that's what you got your degree in? Well, back then, back in my day. There was no tech writing department. It was under the English umbrella, and you did a, a concentration in technical writing. Yeah. So very similar, I think, to what they do now. Just I had to take more lit classes than is probably required these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went through that program. I actually worked in the tech writing lab. Ooh. And so that was an easy transition to, well, I'll just major in this because I know how to run the classes. And yeah. This will be easy, which it was. Um, <laughs> So that was a good a good route for me to take, and it actually ended up being great because um, tech writing is a really good foundation in communication and understanding your audience and being able to really just communicate effectively with people in whatever method works best for them, mm-hmm. which is what marketing boils down to. Yeah, and yeah, that's good actually. So you would be the second tech writer we've had on the podcast so far. Which Who was is, the other one? It was Jacob Moses. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you ever met him? He's with Rainmaker Digital? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, I've met Jacob. So yeah. we're big Genesis people, mm. which falls under the Rainmaker umbrella. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not yeah. familiar with the WordPress world, so. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, they're all kind of tied up together. So cool. very good people over there. Yeah, so so you uh, got out of school with this English lit tech writing thing, piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And what did you decide to do with it? So my my career path was a little different than what most students do. So when I first started working in the tech writing lab, I got just a really awesome offer to come be an intern with Computer Associates, uh, which is now CA Technologies 
pre-lawsuit was computer associates. Um, so I get to go work and actually be a tech writer while I was still learning how to be a tech writer <laughs> and learn that being a tech writer in that format is really boring and it was dying off quickly. Mm. I was seeing people get laid off just on a daily basis from our department. So I decided maybe I should look at some other things that I could do and ended up getting a contract with Match.com. Um, and got pulled into their marketing department to start writing this new crazy thing called Google AdWords. <laughs> and so I was writing ad copy for them and learning how this, this whole search engine thing worked where you could you know, put out these ads that had the right content and get people to your website and you know, make them fall in love and get married. <laughs> um, and so that was all still while I was in college and left there, kind of went back and did another round of tech writing at, at Computer Associates. And ended up with a um, marketing position with the company that, that I worked for for about two years and graduated while I was still working there. So I kind of started my career before I ever even got out of college, um, which is a little different, but kind of put me on the right path earlier on. <laughs> so considering I changed my major at the last minute, probably worked out good that I was actually working and you know making an income before too long. <laughs> So, so you did tech writing and how did you, so we know you as Heather Steele of Blue Steel of, which in my mind is just marketing as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you've come and also taught at the workshop series that we put on last year. So how did you, how did you make that transition from like tech writing over to doing like marketing more services? Yeah. So uh, kind of backing way up. Um, I was a pretty big nerd in high school. I know that that would be really hard for you guys to believe, no. but I spent my time reading HTML books and learning how to build these little crappy websites. <laughs> um, and so I, I had a very, very small background in that before I got into college. And through the tech writing program, one thing that makes UNT's program really unique is they're not just teaching you how to write with good grammar and punctuation and all of that. They're really giving you the skills to be an overall communicator. So we had to learn how to design. We had to learn how to develop websites. We had to learn how to market a product. We had to learn how to put together a business plan. There was a lot that went into that program beyond just writing well. And so through that, I got a lot of hands-on experience. We we had real clients that you know came to us from, from the real business world and kind of hired our classes to do projects. So we got a lot of hands-on experience. Um, and so between that and just the fact that you can learn anything that you try to learn online, you can Google anything you want to, and you can find an answer, or you can teach yourself how to do something. So between those two things, um, and just the, the background and communicating with people, I was able to pull those together and kind of hobble together the skill set that now <laughs> allows me to run a marketing firm. So what made you want to start, I mean, your own firm, like, like, what was it that you were like, you know what, I can, I got this, I can do this on my own. Like, I don't need no one else. <laughs> You're strong, independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I wanted to have my own vet practice when I started college. That was the whole idea was I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go be James Harriet and it'll be <laughs> wonderful. And I'll live on the countryside and, you know, deliver baby sheeps for a living and it'll be great. Um, and when that didn't work out, I thought, well, I'll just do this tech writing thing and I'll have my own shop and I'll, you know, write manuals and boring things for other companies and get paid for it. And that'll be great. 
Um, and so it was just a natural transition that at some point in my career, I was going to start a business. Um, the, really the question was, what is that business going to be? And so for me, um, you know, I, I had several years of experience in different types of companies, um, was pretty fortunate that even though I didn't work for any agencies, most of my positions were really not just marketing for the business that I worked for, but helping their kind of external affiliates do their marketing as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had some experience from that standpoint of how would this look? How would I run my own business, have my own clients, kind of manage that? And so um, after my son was born, my second child, I just didn't want to go back. <laughs> and it was time, you know? It was like, I'm tired of commuting to downtown Dallas. I'm tired of working with people who are toxic <laughs> and just not that much fun to be around. And so <laughs> why not just put my baby in a sling and go out and rack up some clients and come back from maternity leave and tell them I'm, I'm done. You know, it was perfect timing. I had eight weeks to go out and start a business. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so I know you, you know, you've been here for 16 years, but like what, what kind of made you decide that like Denton was the right place to start a business? Um, well, my house was where it's I started. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, just the spare bedroom was pretty convenient to get started <laughs> in. Um, you know, I didn't know that much about the Denton business community before I started my business. And I don't, I know it's changed a lot over the last, you know, six to 10 years, at least from my perspective, it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I outgrew that home office, you know, I did kind of explore, do I want to move down into Louisville? Do I want to get an office downtown and just commute there a couple of days a week or kind of where's going to be the right place? And Denton just felt right. I don't know what it was about it, but it just, you know, it's always felt like home to me when I, when I first was, you know, doing the tech writer thing and thinking I wanted to have like this writing shop. I just always pictured like, I'll just go buy one of these old houses and like convert it into an office and have like this really cool space that's mine. And, you know, my people can just feel at home and be really (laughs) comfortable working together and have a great atmosphere. And Denton just seems like the kind of place where that can actually happen. Um, so we're not in, you know, a house, but it's still, (laughs) still kind of falling into that whole dream and vision that I had way back when. That's cool. I mean, I mean, that's what Josh did, right? Like Swash had their office out of a house for a while. Yeah. They grew up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's the problem with a house is you're kind of, you know, you own the building and then once you outgrow it, it's like, you know, it's a little overhead you don't want to have. So definitely like renting an office where someone else has to worry about all those logistics, but yeah. So, so blues, I mean, I know we know you as marketing, but that's like a huge umbrella. Like, I mean, our agency I work for, we, you know, focus more on like development and technical stuff and also doing technical SEO and, you know, like email marketing, but we don't really do like social media marketing. We don't really do like CRM kind of things. You know, we, you know, so there's like a huge world of marketing, but Mm -hmm. I, and I feel like you guys, kind of uh are really good at a couple of things and like what would you say that you guys kind of focus on in terms of your clients yeah so you know we focus on companies that are really falling into that small to medium-sized business um somebody that's got about 20 employees to 100 150 employees is kind of where we stop being able to provide as much value um in most cases they don't have a dedicated marketing department they're really outsourcing a lot of things and maybe don't know 
how that should look or or what that should be like, but they know that there's value there. Mm-hmm. They understand like the marketing should be a line item on the budget. They know they should be doing something, but they don't know what that is. Um, and so for us to be able to, to work with a company like that, that really can utilize um, digital marketing. So having a great website that's really optimized to generate leads, um, you know, good, strong SEO, social media, email marketing, um, and then nurturing people through the sales process to, to come out the other end. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really kind of our, that's a big niche, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're really passionate about and what we're really good at. Yeah. Um, so most people come to us because they know they need a website. That's like the one thing that every business knows they need to check off the list. It's like, mm-hmm. I gotta go get one of those websites picked up from the store. Add to cart. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so when they come to us, we we kind of teach them that, okay, there's more to it than that. You're not just gonna build this website and you know it's not a, if you build it, they will come situation. You're gonna have to work your butt off to actually make something of that and, and get a return on it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So for us being able to fill in that piece of the pie of, Okay, what does this look like? What's the right marketing mix for your audience and for your goals and then helping them deliver those things? Yeah. Do you guys feel that you you work in certain industries more than others in terms of your clients or just like it's across the board? It's definitely across the board. Um, you know, we do have we like people that do like manufacturing and distribution, kind of heavy industrial. Mm-hmm. Um, we understand that world and kind of like the people that are there. And then on the other end are kind of more B2C clients or people that have a high-end homeowner as their end client. So custom home builders, interior designers, people that do kind of cosmetic or more lifestyle medical services. Um, Those are people that we can really come in and do a great job with. Um, We understand their target market. And so we can can really help them be successful. And of course we have people that are kind of all over the place outside of that. But those those are really the two distinctions that I could make. Sweet. So mm-hmm. I'm going to open it up. I know I talk a lot, David. <laughs> what? You. Is David oh. still here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so people can only see me and they don't know there's another person sitting right here. <laughs> I'm the other person. The other person. Or actually, Kyle made a reference to me being an android of some sort. That is true. Earlier today. You are a robot. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we were talking before at the beginning, before we started the podcast, about how you don't see yourself as a technical person, even though you know a lot of technical things, you know, SQL things. I know, you know that I know, you know, WordPress and HTML, CSS and all that. But, um, I want to talk more about how you use that. And you also use a lot of analytical things, automation and things like that. So how do you see a non-technical person being able to use technology to serve this purpose, even without considering yourself a technical person, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, there's so many things that you can do today without having to even touch a line of code to make your life more efficient, to improve processes, to just put things in place that make your life easier. Um, You know, Zapier is like the most amazing thing ever to come into my life because (laughs) I can connect different applications and services without having to actually code anything or read anybody's terrible API documentation. Um, So I think that just having the willingness to go out and see what's there and what's available, um, I think there's kind of this dichotomy of people. There's the people that say, can't be done. I don't understand it. I'm not even going to try. Like, that's just over my head. I don't get it. It's not going to happen. I can't come up with a solution to this problem. And then there's the Davids of the world that go, I can build anything. <laughs> I do what you I want. You need to do that? I'll build it. 
My I don't philosophy. even have to spend time looking for that app because I'm just going to go build it. Oh, it's done. Built. Finished. My, my philosophy is if Google can do it, then I can do it, which they probably have a few more people to be able to vote. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all out there. Yeah. I mean. And so then there's the people that fall in between. And that's where I think, you know, maybe this is kind of like an inverted bell curve <laughs> kind of situation. But being able to be like an implementer and really understand what technology is available, understand what it means, what it can do, the implications of, of implementing it, um, how does it scale, how does it work long term, and be able to just basically like put that puzzle together. Um, that's a really valuable space to be in mm -hmm. because when you can marry together the people that say, it can't be done, I'm terrified, I don't understand it, and the people who can build anything but should probably be spending their time doing more productive things than rebuilding <laughs> stuff that already exists, when you can marry that together, then that's when you can really bring value into either your own organization or your clients or even just your own life. Like you can figure out how to make things work better and make your, your day more streamlined and just make your life easier <laughs> by not trying to either reinvent stuff or like feel like everything has to be custom or just giving up and throwing in the towel and like sticking with an Excel spreadsheet for managing your client list. <laughs> right. And that's like one of those hidden skills of being able to see how things can fit together. And it's hard to describe to people, but it's, it, I agree. It's very valuable. So what would you I say? I agree. <laughs> that's like, I feel like Josh did that. Like, Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, what would you say, is, other than Zapier, what is your your favorite app or tool you integrate in your own business, and what would be one you integrate in your most popular in your clients' businesses? Hmm. There's a lot of overlap because, mm -hmm. in an ideal world, we would be a pretty good client of ourselves, client to ourselves. Um, we would do a lot of the same things for us that we would implement for our clients. Mm -hmm. But the things that we can't live without would be um, Asana for our project management. Um, it's used to be a task-based management tool, but now it's tasks or boards. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. And we really love it. It's it's very simple and easy for us to customize and, and make it our own. So, um, But it doesn't have to be Asana, right? It's like whatever project management system fits your team, and fits what you're doing, but have a, a system. Mm -hmm. Don't put it all in like a Google Doc or some horrible list on a whiteboard. Like have <laughs> a system in place that works for everybody. And if it doesn't work for everybody, throw it out and try something new. Um, the second thing, and this is a new tool for us, but I'm loving it, is ProsperWorks, and that's our CRM system. Ah, so you used to be on Agile. I right? was, and I converted a lot of people to Agile, and then I ditched it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Agile's great. I'm not, I'm not that unhappy with them, but um, it was just a little clunky for me. Like I'm, I'm really lazy. <clears throat> And even though I know there's these things I should be doing, I don't like to necessarily have to go do them. And so if something's at all clunky, I will just avoid it in my life. And your CRM system is something you really shouldn't be trying to avoid when you're running a business. Um, so Agile, while it was great and, and had its wonderful features and the pricing cannot be beat, um, it was a little clunky. And so honestly, it was just worth it for me to upgrade and pay a little bit more for something that works better. Um, it integrates right into Gmail. And so for us, that's just huge. It's mm -hmm. very easy for us to create a contact with like one click. We can see all of our opportunities and any tasks related to those people, like everything's integrated into one space. And then it also has its own separate app and website. But um, so that's number two. And again, 
ProsperWorks is not the tool that everyone has to use. It's just a tool that's available. You know, maybe it's Agile, maybe it's Infusionsoft, maybe it's Salesforce, maybe it's, I don't know, whatever works for you. <laughs> like figure out what your, and every tool I'm going to name, this is how you should approach it. Figure out what your needs are. Like make a list of what you need it to do and then go searching for the tool and see how many of those needs it fits and if it fits your budget. And if it doesn't, move on. Don't try to change what you need to fit the tool that someone else is using. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. There's 8,000 CRMs and 27 million project management tools. Like it's really just, there's an unlimited amount of resources out there. So there's no reason to try to fit into whatever peg is out there. <laughs> um, so that's two. Um, you said I have to name five. Oh no, I just said A. Oh, just one. where did I get five I don't from? Know. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, the top five. Yeah, those are those are definitely my two favorites. And then of course, like email, I couldn't live without. The, and Slack, Slack is definitely. Um, there's probably more efficient ways to communicate, uh, but Slack, something about it is just really good for team building. Probably the Giphy feature helps a lot with that. Um, but we we live and die by it, and we love it, and yeah. can't can't go a day without being in there. So. <laughs> yeah, I had used uh, ProsperWorks um, for actually for tech mail purposes, or when I was like doing more startup evangelism, I guess. Um, and it was it was actually really nice. Like on the free plan, it was. I mean, give you a lot of info about the people you were talking to and let you put mm -hmm. them in, you know, funnels. It was, I mean, not that I had like money funnels for technology. <laughs> we should, but. <laughs> I think you told me about it and you were like, look, I can do it right in my email. And I'm like, that's not a CRM. I don't want to see it. <laughs> You're like, agile all my the mind. way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you were right. Yeah. ProsperWorks is awesome. <laughs> so, so you, um, I feel like you are also very active in our community, right? I mean, like just the other day, uh, you know, we were talking about this cafe and you're like, hey, just book a lunch with me. And like, let's just go whenever. And you just have an open calendar of people to go book times with you. I mean, how do you how do you make yourself that available? And like, and like what has that done for you, like as a person or as for your business? That was a very conscious decision for me to make. Um, so Randy Skinner, who used to be our project manager and kind of brand evangelist person in Denton, um, recently left us, which we forgive her because she went on to the perfect job for her and we're all happy and friends. But that means that I have to come out of my hermit hole and actually represent Blue Steel around town. Um, for me as a mom with two pretty young kids that have very busy schedules, it's pretty much impossible for me to be a regular at before and after work things. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, being here took finagling and scheduling and figuring out <laughs> my daughter's out there drawing on the whiteboard right now. Um, and y'all have seen her at, like all of the tech mill Sunday classes. So it's just not a situation where I can go to every chamber event or go and, you know, join the DCYP that meets in the mornings or do things that are just outside of my regular time that's allotted. So what I decided to do at the beginning of the year was just create my own opportunities to get in front of people and be active. Um, so outside of the few committees that I'm on that do meet during the days, um, I try to book at least two lunches a week. And so I have a, a Calendly link where it hooks up with my Google Calendar, have it set that it's not going to book more than two appointments a week. I have set times that are available, and I just send that out every weekend. I just have kind of a list of people that I think I want to hang out with, get to know a little <laughs> bit better, spend some time with, and 
So I just send a few of those links out and people book up time. And the next week I keep going down the list and send a few more. And for me, it's been really nice to be able to, first of all, just be in front of people and have more social interaction than Mm -hmm. just those four other people that are in my office all day. (laughs) Um, So that's been really nice. And, And just for people to really understand what we're doing here and how we can help other businesses. You know, I'm not I'm not sitting down with people and asking them for, you know, can I put together a proposal and let's do business <laughs> together. It's really more just how can we help each other? And um, so my my one thing that I try to get out of each of those lunches is, you know, I've, I've booked a lunch with someone who I already know. And so I ask them, who, who do I need to meet? Whether they're local or somebody that I'm going to do a Google Hangout with, um, who do I? Who should I meet? Who mm-hmm. should I talk to next? And then those people get added to the list, and I send them this really awkward like, "Hey, you want to go have lunch? I know you don't know me, but trust me, I'm a cool person. Let's <laughs> go have a meal together." Um, and so that's helped me just even over these few weeks that I've been doing this has really just helped me get in front of so many more people. And let them know what we're doing and just meet more people in town. I mean, that's there's so many cool, interesting people around Denton. Yeah. That, um, it's definitely been beneficial on the business side and also just me not being a hermit. <laughs> one of the one of the best pieces of advice I'd ever heard was from uh, Michael Sierzeski, who's a huge uh, like startup evangelist in downtown Dallas, um, was uh, you should always be asking, how I can how can I help, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're meeting people. So um we and like tech mill and, and me specifically, I've been trying to instill this in our community is that we should be a give first community, right? Like don't expect anything from anyone. You should be offering how you can help and improve your community and help those around you. And, uh, and you know, Michael's always asking, you know, how can I help? Right. What can I do to help you? And usually when you do that, I mean, it comes back like three, five, tenfold, you know, mm-hmm. when you need that person later on. So yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, definitely. And if you're if you're asking new and different people that are outside of your so- social circle, you might be surprised at the answers you get. Um, <laughs> I did have like one random person that I contacted for a coffee and he's like, that's great and all, but what I really need is some help with my website. Can we talk about that first and then we'll do coffee later? So it's like, I guess you can twist my arm and we can do that. Uh, anything else, David? You have any comments? No? Oh, man. All right. So here's the last question that we have. Um, Say (coughs) you were uh, talking to a student who is a technical writer and they're in UNT and they're like, I don't know, maybe this is marketing. Maybe it's not. I don't really know, but it seems kind of cool. What do I do? Like, what? This is awful, right? I'm sorry. I'm full of noises. I'm like coughing and trying to not cough by having my <laughs> are you in the corner drink. what are you doing over there um so what advice would you give to, to someone who is looking to get into marketing or maybe start their own business or maybe even more specifically um like a woman starting her own business right that's probably mm-hmm. been an experience for you so um like what advice would you give to to someone asking for that yeah so you know if it's a student that first scenario there of like not really sure what they want to do is it this tech writing thing is it some other form of communication just go work like go get an internship go get a contract job like go go find people that need help doing something and just start doing the work Mm -hmm. because you will not know if you like it or not until you do it 
Um, you can't, no matter how great you were in your classes or how much you think you know, you don't know. <laughs> Just go out there and get some work, even if you have to get paid very little. Um, you know, that'll only last so long and then you'll get paid more. But you'll know if you like it or not and you'll know if it's right for you and, and if you're any good at it. Because sometimes people are really good at school and they really suck when they get out there and have to do the job. <laughs> so go work. Go, go do work first and then let everything else fall behind it. Um, for people who are wanting to start their own business and, you know, I've never really felt like it's been different for me as a woman starting a business. I mean, it's just kind of maybe as a parent, that's a lot different because you have these like extra people that you have to consider (laughs) for your scheduling and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you have to make sure that like you remember to pick them up and drop them off at appropriate times. But, um, you know, I think that I have a kind of a no BS attitude. And so anyone who maybe would have made it harder for me as a female to start a business, I probably just walked away from them or kind of ignored them completely. (laughs) Um, So if you are a woman and you find it hard because you're a woman, then maybe just like stop hanging out with the people that make it hard. (laughs) Like find new clients, hire different people, like just remove everyone else from your life. Um, And just in general, starting a business, especially this kind of business, the most important thing is figure out how you're going to get recurring revenue. Regardless of what you think it is you want to do and what kind of projects you love, and you may be the best logo designer in the world, or you may be the best at creating a marketing strategy or some other project that's really just an isolated one-time fee, I don't care. Find a way to make that recurring. Getting a client that you can bill every single month for something has so much more value than selling one project. Mm -hmm. And I see this, I did this, everyone I know in this world has done this. They just go out and start selling projects and they exhaust themselves. And then at the end of the day, they have nothing except for a little bit of money and a whole lot of need for more projects. <laughs> so start figuring out how you can make recurring revenue in your business from day one. Put that in front of everything. Say no to stuff that you know is going to put you in the hole, that's going to um, just be maybe a big payday at once, but it's not going to turn into anything else ever in the future. Just say no to that stuff. Just you know, eat like a terrible sandwich for dinner and be a little bit broke and wait until you can get those recurring revenue things coming in. Cool. So, uh, what would you say the, like the best piece of advice you can, you can give someone for having a great relationship with your client? Um, do good work. (laughs) Be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and that David knows, like we're not always awesome. Like we've had mistakes. Um, and knowing that you can just say like, man, we really messed up. How do we make it right? What do we do? Like, mm-hmm. the mistake has happened. This is in the past now. But what do we do to make it right? And just really putting that in your client's court. Um, you'll be surprised at how empathetic people are and how much they just appreciate that honesty. Um, so if you can't always do good work, because you will take on a project that you can't handle, or you will have something that you just fail at, or you will do something that you think is great and you know is great, but the client still hates it, It's going to happen to all of us. So just being able to own up to it and be really transparent and honest with the client when it does is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other than that, just provide value. Like if you're billing someone for something, there should be an equivalent value for that. 
And I'm not talking about the hours you spent on it or how much you could sell that item for in a marketplace. Provide value to that client for what they need to actually do whatever it is they're trying to do in their business or in their life. Cool. David? All great stuff. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, if someone wanted to uh, hang out with you in town uh, or get a hold of you on the internet, it's not like they're going to go meet you at a bar, obviously, because... You know, because I have kids, because kids. <laughs> but if someone wanted to get a hold of you, um, like how could they get in contact with you? Yeah, so our website is a good place to start, uh, bluesteelsolutions.com, and that's S T E E L E, like my last name. <laughs> um, we have a million contact forms on there that'll follow you around and try really hard to get your contact information. So go ahead and fill out any of those. Um, also Twitter. Um, I'm Heather steel. Oh three. If you go for the blue steel TX account, you will be talking to Adam and not me. So you can try that way, but it will not be who you expect. Um, but my Twitter account is also a great way to get a hold of me. Cool. And then I can send you my handy lunch or coffee link we can go hang out <laughs> well if you would like to chat and have coffee with heather you know or reach her now <laughs> so yeah anything else david Close all that it. will be in the show notes all right david is our great like what, what would you call it like a scriber a scribe you're a scribe you're a podcast scribe take notes <laughs> i write so, stuff It was really funny because when I listened to Randy's podcast, first of all, I was like, wow, we are the same person. Like (laughs) every answer she had was like, that's my answer. (laughs) And the way y'all talk, like just the mannerisms and the speech patterns are very similar. We also both really have a thing for tacos. I think, yeah, that's but, like, uh, yeah. So her, like, who you should listen to thing is my friend Bridget Willard, who's, like, off in the WordPress world that I don't even know if I ever, like, showed that to Randy. I'm like, of course this woman who has just made this amazing career for herself out of being an awesome person finds her way into, like, the local Tech Mill podcast. <laughs> like, how in the world? So funny. She's not in California. She's not local. Oh. <laughs> She's just, the, like, this random person that I know from Twitter that's, like, found her way through the ether and into Denton. So. <laughs> well, you know what? If we're uh, any good at marketing, which we'll try and take your advice and do, maybe we should get a CRM. I don't know what we'd do it for. I would say no. Okay. Well, we'll think about it. David can build you one. <laughs> Kyle and I could build one together and then waste a lot of time. It's true. (laughs) So many billable hours down the drain. Put off real work. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, Heather, thanks for being here tonight. Uh, Super appreciate being on the podcast. So this was fun. Awesome. I had a great time. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, uh, as uh, Swash would say, uh, smash that like button and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us at the Techno Podcast. And no, anything else? Did I miss something? Bye. Bye. Goodbye. You think I'm a lot taller than I am. <laughs> or have good Cheers posture. Yeah. It's like, this is my hunch tight. This is <laughs> yeah, the by the time t- that I finish this drink, I'm going to need it. Like, right down here. Oh, man. I just feel like I can hear every like noise that my mouth makes. It's very disheartening. Like, I'm like a weird old person with like sticky lips. All of that will be picked up. <laughs> <laughs>